the fan. Are you ready for your deep dive into Ohio State athletics? Welcome to the only place on your radio where it's all Buckeyes all the time. This is the Buckeye Show. Yes, it is. Good to have you guys with us here on a nice Thursday edition. It's ladies night. I just remember it was always ladies night back when I was in school. I don't even know if it still is, but everybody is welcome. And it's going to be a fun one. It'll be a full two-hour affair. So a long, winding, lazy river kind of road, but it'll, it'll be way more exciting than a lazy river. So without further ado, joining me tonight... One of my good friends. You love him. I love him. Our host, your co-host, Maddie Andrews, everybody. Too bad me to chuckle out loud, but that was very good off the top of the show and off the tips of your toes and, and rattling that one off. <laughs> when I think back to Thursdays in college, I remember uh, we would uh, make the annual trick uh, on down to Sloopy's on the South Campus, and, and that's kind of how we got our Thursdays uh kicked off but uh, was it ladies yes. night was it ladies night uh, it was always ladies Columbus? night wasn't it good yeah <laughs> uh, well i mean i just vividly remember thursday was the night they got in free no cover anywhere in town for the ladies on thursdays which is a heck of a little marketing tool and that's uh, maybe that's one of the reasons why thursday always became my favorite day because i just associated it with ladies night it's a day before Friday. Once you get to Friday, you know you know my tired old philosophy. Once we get to Friday, we're already like into the weekend. I like the pre- I, I like being on the precipice of things. So Thursday is just a great mental state. You talk about a great feel of a day. Doesn't get much better than Thursday. I really love it. We're gonna have some fun tonight. Uh, let me not interfere with your show, but um, we may well, have it's your just show invented, tonight, man. We have may maybe just invented a new segment. I think maybe Thursdays we should go to a, a standard correspondent, some somebody that we know that has the, the knowledge of campus, say 15, 20, 30 years ago, and we revisit a Thursday night haunt. We just go... We just go hopping on Thursdays down down on on, on campus at Ohio State. Yeah, we uh, maybe we, uh, we you know we go to we go to twos. We go to the outer end one night. We go to you know Catfish Biffs. We we get somebody to give the give a little bit of background on the place. I kind of hey you know if and if we could when we get out of this pandemic and we can do something like that and be extremely safe with it, so we don't have to be wearing masks and all that. Like because if you're going to do that now. You got to keep some social distance. You got to wear some masks. We can't be. Just imagine. Just imagine it, Maddie. If we tried to do something like that, and then you and I were part of some sort of COVID outbreak, and then it would just rip down the whole institution of the Buckeye Show. No, we're not going to go that's there. That's what I'm thinking. We're not going to go there right now. We're going to have somebody talking about it. But yes, then when we all get cleared, and this is all over, hopefully in three days, and not in three years. We can, yes, then maybe we can remotely, since we're doing a lot of remote stuff, once everybody's healthy, we check them out on site. Bar hopping on a Thursday. Well, yeah. it's one way to start. Yeah. I mean, we, that, that seems like a late in the show kind of seg- I <laughs> segment, agree. doesn't it? I agree. <laughs> or, or we just jump right into it at 6.02. Let's uh, <laughs> everybody get a drink in your hand and, and drink it responsibly. Hey, thumbs up. So... There's a lot that we're going to get into tonight, Maddie. We'll uh, 
We'll talk about some recruiting with Ohio State. We'll have Ari Wasserman of The Athletic, who is sort of bumped up in his role there. He's now a national college football reporter and uh, one of their national recruiting analysts as well. But he's got the 10-year experience of following Ohio State very closely. He'll be with us at 6.33. We'll bring back uh, our little Throwback Thursday segment. We'll get in the Buckeye time machine and we're going to look at something that took place in 2017. I don't want to give it entirely away just now. And then you'll have the College Football Pulse coming your way at 7 o'clock. Everything you need to know in college football tonight. Hashtag Buckeyes rounding us out uh, to the finish line at 748. Before, uh, before I get into this link that you sent me earlier in the day, how about these tweets from uh, Sean Callahan, who is tracking... Matt, I am... You talk about being blown away by things. You have uh, the lawsuit story earlier today where eight Nebraska football players just today, right, filed a lawsuit against the Big Ten Conference seeking to invalidate the postponement of this football season and to award damages. I do not know how something like that works when we can all talk about where we want this game to go, but... Unless I'm told otherwise, this is still an amateur sport and you guys are not getting paid. And I see something in here about this group of eight players seeking damages greater than $75,000. But it also says that the lawsuit in their quotes is not about money or damages, but about real life relief. Mm. But Matt, this thing already is in a courtroom today. We're already hearing, you know, responses from the Big Ten's attorney, who is Andrew Luger. This is somebody from uh, the Obama administration who was uh, appointed back then. So uh, your thoughts on this? This is kind of wild what I'm seeing from Sean Callen, who is a reporter out in Lincoln, Nebraska, following the story. Yeah, he's all over it. And obviously, Nebraska folks are there. And I texted our buddy Matt Coatney to make sure it was Lancaster and not Lancaster, because as you know, we say it differently in Pennsylvania uh, compared to Ohio sure. and vice versa. But, but uh, you know, Sean is covering it. And as the tweet says, uh, ha- quote, harm would be incredible. Luger argues, Luger is this Big Ten attorney, argues that, quote, harm would be incredible, end quote, if board of directors documents were made available to the public because eight student-athletes, that's all, just eight, I, I, I digress, disagree with the decision. He said the court is asking for something with, quote, no precedent. Well, end quote, and how about more like, eight states or eight million people or more than that who are wondering where the transparency is and i <laughs> right. think Has, have you heard about these parents organizations it's not the eight kids that are wondering about this yeah go so on man. andrew luger appears to be a little bit uh lost there i, I get it our law from a law perspective he's doing what he has to do but but to me, a former Buckeye writes this, and Albert Breer, who was in school about the time I was, his tweet just sums it up. Aren't almost all of these schools public institutions? That's yes. So the conference that oversees them isn't subject to the same scrutiny, and you believe it's just eight athletes? This is unreal. Who are we protecting here? Who are we protecting here? Matt, that's, uh, that's interesting that Albert Breer... Who, uh, yeah, he is a he is an Ohio State alum and does a great job covering things in the National Football League, and has done so for a long time. I uh, I saw another reporter tweet similar similar views. That's why I knew that number right off the top of my head because it might have been Stuart Mandel. 
I can't quite remember. It was a college football reporter who pointed that very thing out. 13 of the 14 institutions are public. Don't you think, wouldn't, wouldn't a reasonable person think that that meant you needed some type of transparency? Because everyone who is in a position of power at those schools, part of how you're getting paid, if not all of it, is from public funds. It's mm. from taxpayer dollars. Some of it, yes, comes from private funds, but it doesn't matter. You're a public institution. You would think that you would have to uh, relinquish some of those documents that you're trying to keep private or whatever it is, whatever data, documentation, you know, thought process, whatever you're trying to keep private here. You'd think you would you would owe it to the public, if nothing else, to give that up. So the quote about harm would be incredible. I I don't know. I would be very curious to see what the attorneys on the other side had to say about that because I don't even – tell what, me more. Tell me what, what about, you mean by that, Andrew. What, like, how would we be more harmed than we already are not having football? And I'm not even saying we, you know, you and me, but you, you do work it for your job. So I guess let's just pretend we're just fans and we don't even actually have a vested interest because our jobs – are a little bit hinged to college football. I do a post-game show for Ohio State. You're on the sidelines for every game, so we're kind of tied in. But say you just love the game. Forget about them, but all the other students, players, parents, guys that are considering turning pro next year, and they're on the fringe. Yeah, their future. future. Totally. Forget about me and you. What about these these uh, you know these restaurants, these establishments, these shops near campus, these these small little places, and the Bloomington, Indiana's, and the Iowa City, Iowa's, and and Honest State College, and 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 mom and pop place in Columbus, and right, up yeah, in Ann Triple Arbor. X in West we'll, Lafayette, right? Yeah, we'll even include <laughs> Ann Arbor in this. But what about those people? Like, it's not just eight people, you derelict. It's everybody that has an interest in this. No precedent. How about that part, too? (laughs) No precedent. Well, just because there's no precedent for something, that means you can never have the the first case study in a a legal standpoint? Yeah, of course there's no precedent for this. No, we've never had a a major college football season pop up and then a conference shuts it entirely down or tries to postpone it all the way to the springtime, which is just the same as canceling. I just want to... I'm I'm sick of the word postponement. It's this you canceled, a lawyer, though. You canceled the fall football season. You didn't postpone it. You canceled this one, and you're trying to cram something in in the next calendar year. So that's how that's how this goes for me. Uh, Judge Susan Strong, Sean Callahan tweets, gives the Big Ten until five o'clock on Monday to file a written brief in response to the motion. For expedited recovery, they're really <laughs> pushing this thing through. I'm I'm fascinated that this was in a courtroom the very day we we're reading about this lawsuit. That's that's wild to me, uh, as they only had a couple of hours to look over anything today before it went to court. And uh, uh, Sean Callahan tweeted an hour ago. Big Ten attorney Andrew Luger argues counsel is stating if quote the Big Ten can prove there was a vote, the whole case goes away. Is that really what the other side is arguing? We want to vote. That's arguing? what we want. We want to vote. We want to. It sounds hear kind of dismissive. Vote. It sounds kind of dismissive of Andrew Luger, doesn't it? Of what the other side is sort of arguing for. Like he's telling the other side, "Oh, so you just want us to prove that there was a vote, and then the whole thing goes away." 
I don't know if it's quite that simple with everything that we're, we've talked about. Yeah, man, this is well. And you said these, they've got until Monday. Is that what I, I did not hear that or read? Yeah, that, but yeah, that uh, was the judge. Sean tweeted okay. that out about uh, the judge presiding in this case. That uh, that's pretty seems pretty speedy to me. And again, uh, nothing can go fast enough to you know, throw together any semblance of a normal season here in the fall. I mean, we, we all know that right now. It's August 27th. We are starting to figure out mentally and emotionally how we're going to sit around with our buddies, with our friends and families, and soak in college football across the country. That, I mean, at this point, Matt, even with some outbreaks at certain campuses across the country, there is... There's more than a handful, but it's certainly not anything approaching, you know, half of the college football programs that are set to set to play. Not that we know of yet, but I think they're they're all going to try. It, it looks at this point that those conferences that stayed in it, they are all going to try. So how do we do that as Buckeye yeah. football fans jumping on? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't call it a bandwagon, unless maybe you're someone that went to two separate schools, Cincinnati here in the state. You've got that. You got no Mac football, but you got the Cincinnati Bearcats and Luke Fickle, a Buckeye there, fresh with his new contract. Maybe that's what you what you uh, hit your wagon to. I'm not sure how much college football I can watch. I will probably pick a team per league uh, just to keep some interest. I'm serious, man. I I don't know. I don't know how much there's going to be for me to, to 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 watch and be able to keep my blood pressure somewhat sane that the Big Ten's not trying to play. I don't know. It's it's just. <laughs> just it's just round going to be go. it's just going to be one of those uh week to week things I suppose. How's the NFL doing? The NFL still looking good, Matt? Are we still are we still set to go right there? Yeah. Well, and but to your point, Tim, I did read a few of the non-power 5 schools today moving games back and postponing games or canceling games because of tests. So I don't, you know, and and I think the majority of these leagues while there's some starting here in a week or so, we're going to we're going to still have a little bit of time before the, the, big, the big conferences get going. Hey, you know what, though? The thing that the Buckeyes can still focus on, that's recruiting. And Ohio State got themselves a boom just a very short while ago. We'll tell you more about that next. I'm Timmy Hall. He's Matty Andrews. This is the Buckeyes Show on The Fan. Your home of the Buckeyes, Jackets, NFL, Major League Baseball, and pretty much everything you can shake a stick at. What? It's a saying. The Fan. When the power goes out, AEP Ohio is there on the job through rain, snow, heat, fixing the problem wherever we're needed. Every day, we're working to keep homes, businesses connected. AEP Ohio is testing equipment, replacing thousands of electrical poles, expanding our energy grid. And no matter what happens, we're prepared around the clock to keep the lights on. With the hardworking people AEP Ohio has on the line, the energy to serve our community is boundless. You gotta come see the new Big Lots. Gotta go. We're going big with a great new look in the store and lots of great deals on everything for your home. Quality brands like Broyhill Furniture, favorites like Doritos and Swiffer, even housewares and home decor too. Big names, low prices, and big buyouts that'll blow your mind. There are always big surprises in store. So come check out the new Big Lots. Live big, save lots. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. 
During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. The team at Atlas Butler wants to make something clear. We're always open. That's right. We have service technicians scheduled day and night, Saturdays and Sundays, and even holidays. Whether you call us at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., we're ready. And since we're always open, you never pay any overtime charges. Call today. Get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front-row seat to the big game. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizzas, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen, and so big, you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Hi, this is Anthony Schlegel, and if you are a Buckeye fan, foodie, or football connoisseur, then listen up to see how you can win an awesome Ohio State grilling set courtesy of the Ohio Beef Council. We want you to head over to Facebook.com slash Buckeyes to take our Buckeye personality quiz and see how bright your Buckeye fandom shines. The contest is live now, so get to Facebook, complete the quiz, and you could be a winner. Visit OhioBeef.org to prep your playbook with the best recipes. Buckeyes Taste Your Traditions, presented by the Ohio Beef Council. Look at your radio right now. If you see a little HD icon, that means you have HD radio. If you click it or just touch it, I have no idea how your radio works. It'll magically take you to 1460 ESPN, where you can listen to the entire ESPN radio lineup. Fancy the fan. Brutus is their homeboy. This is the Buckeye Show. Welcome back in. We've got a nice two-hour program tonight. It's good to be with you. Thanks for making us a part of of your evening. I'm Timmy Hall. Maddie Andrews is with me tonight. Mr. Rudiger Bode is the producer tonight, so he'll be helping us out. We appreciate you being here, man. So, Matt, the Buckeyes at least got a boom tonight, so that's always good. And it was expected. He made the announcement at 5 o'clock. We had seen another Ohio State recruit, or commitment, I should say, Jordan Hancock. He tweeted a few days uh, ago to look out for something coming down the pike. Maybe this was it. Maybe there's even more that he knows about. We know uh, when guys commit to programs, some of them like to like to be student recruiters, if you will, a little more so than the next guy. But say hello to Tyleek Williams, who is a four-star defensive tackle. And the city he's from is pretty near and dear to me. This dude is from Manassas, Virginia. That is where yours truly did most of his growing up. So that's cool to me. He comes from the same high school district that I was in way back when. So four-star defensive tackle from the Stonewall Jackson High School Raiders on the way here, Matt. It's a big get. You consider uh, that it's been a little bit of time now between booms. By the way, we should... We should have that Larry Johnson sound boom bite uh, t- to to play uh, f- for these when we get them. But uh, one of the coolest things uh, I've I've ever seen. But uh, with with uh, Tyreek Williams, 
you get a guy that had narrowed his choices as well, what if his final six to Alabama. And obviously the irony there is that in the last couple of days, for just a, a moment, the Crimson Tide overtook the Buckeyes for this 21-class lead. This swings it back to Ohio State's uh Ohio State's favor, but but he's going to be a guy to to work on that line and learn from obviously Larry Johnson and and play with guys like Jack Sawyer and Mike Hall uh, in the line. And you talk about kind of the the player recruiter in in this class. It's been our guy from Pick North, Jack Sawyer, and uh, uh, this is a, this is a good get. They're uh, what is it? They're they're third D lineman, their second tackle, right? I think think if I yeah. counted them right. So big get for the Buckeyes today. And, you know, actually, as, as you were just going there, Matt, and I was glancing down at my notes, I noticed that uh, something I, I read about him before the show because we knew that we were likely going to get him. When I see the crystal balls from guys like Steve Wiltfong and Bill Curlick, and they, ha- they even have their confidence meter, too. So they all say Ohio State. It was like four for four from the analysts that were up there on the 24-7 sports page. But the high school was on that site that I was looking at listed as still Stonewall Jackson High School, but I get it with everything that's gone on throughout the summer. That's one of those Confederate names from Civil War times, as people might know. It did just change names. I just looked that up. The high school changed names, so, I mean, you can take it and then forget about it, but he comes from Unity Reed High School now, so it's slightly different. But, yeah, this guy, this is a this is a big-time get. It, it's It's been an interesting... It's been an interesting 2021 cycle, has it not? I mean, the lead that Ohio State had out there on the rest of the college football world, and then the way that, and you knew they would, the way that Alabama just came storming back to actually take the lead, and you're not yet to 20 commits. It's great. You lost one there, so it was fantastic to see something good happen for Ohio State when we just don't have a whole lot of that right now. Yeah, and the lead, I thought the lead was so insurmountable, <laughs> you know, Me they were too. getting them Everybody so early, did. but but I think it was Bama the best class ever. Yeah, didn't Bama pick up like 10 uh, top 100 recruits or something close to that in the intermittent? Um, so so you can see how they, they closed so quickly, but they weren't even in the top 25 at one point when, when the Buckeyes were rolling. Uh, you know, they're going to be there. Um, and, and this is a young man, as I understand it, and reading a little bit more about uh, of Williams, they're able to get him when he had been a strong lead, if not almost guaranteed to be going to Virginia Tech, which obviously would have been the home school there near Manassas. Uh, you could tell me, Tim, maybe how far Blacksburg is from there, but oh, but, pretty uh, far actually, because okay, I never, Va- I never Va- had Va- much. Tech as- was the leader, yeah, yeah. I never had much association with Virginia Tech when I was a kid because uh, up there in the northern part of the state, that's very close to Washington. And it's it's definitely closer to University of Virginia if you're to take his city, Manassas. But, I mean, still, I mean, Virginia Tech has a lot of clout. It's not like kids that I grew up with didn't go down there. It was just a different world because it's about four and a half, five-hour drive. It's not even that much more of a drive to get there from Columbus than it would have been from where I grew up in the state of Virginia if uh, that makes if, – if that blows your mind a little bit. But, but this is a good guy to have. I'm glad we got him today. And you speak of Thursday nights on campus. Isn't that like the perennial Thursday night school you think about in college football? That when when Lane Stadium on a Thursday night is rocking with uh, with the way that they do those Thursday night games, they were kind of you know that kind of was Frank Beamer's calling card for Virginia Tech. Yeah. And they always had big night yeah. games on a Thursday night with Herbie and the boys down there. That is pretty traditional. That was one of those. 
that was kind of an ACC thing, wasn't it? They popularized that. I swear. And even if it wasn't two ACC teams, one of them would have been involved. I can't even... I felt like every year, the start of the season was UNC and South Carolina, or NC State and South Carolina. Somebody from the state of North Carolina was playing the Gamecocks. You know, maybe it was Virginia Tech and, and somebody else in a given year, but yeah, Thursday Night Football, Virginia Tech, I do, uh, I do have a lot of memories of that happening. And I, I saw in the first couple lines from Eleven Warriors st- story here, about the miscommunication that happened. Did you see this? It's it's all the way back in February from Zach Carpenter, who does the recruiting there. Uh, Williams got an offer from Larry Johnson and the Buckeyes. So pretty pretty far back, right? We're sitting here in August. But due to miscommunication, he didn't know he had that offer until April. He said that he said back then he offered me, Larry offered me a while ago. I just never knew it until today. I talked to him over the phone and he said he had offered me on the phone. I guess I didn't hear it. So that's I guess that's one of those things when you're having those really, really important phone calls. It's just make sure that you uh, you are aware of all that information coming in. Make sure the connection's good. And if you didn't quite understand something, I guess don't be afraid to say, I'm sorry, Coach, I, I missed that last part. Oh, what was that? You're offering me a scholarship to come to Ohio State University? Duly noted. All right, I will put that down in my notebook <laughs> next to the other offers that I have. Glad to get that offer from you, um, Coach. Thank uh, you very much. Imagine, though, Tim, in 2020 especially in April, but apparently that that all went down in February. But imagine getting that lost in, in communication at these COVID times when we got into this pandemic about that about that point of this year. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, what a, what a good get, though. And uh, luckily, he got that offer finally. Right. So he really got the offer before the pandemic, but he didn't know that he had it until he was uh, a few weeks into the pandemic and his head was probably just completely spinning. So Tyleek Williams, four-star defensive tackle, the latest boom for the 21, not a, not a 22 guy. So this guy will be here sooner rather than later. Class of 2021, we welcome him in. We hope to see him. We'll get a deeper look into what the Bucks are doing and what this pandemic is doing to the recruiting game as a whole across college football. Ari Wasserman of The Athletic, he's going to join us next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. If you're looking for the radio home of the crew, you've come to the right place. Because if we weren't, this promo would be very stupid. Proud to be your crew station, the fan. Ohio State Athletics, in partnership with American Electric Power, Donato's, Kroger, The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, and WBNS 10 TV, strives to inspire the community to make a positive impact on children and families in the great state of Ohio through our Buckeyes Care initiative. Show and share your support in the community by using the hashtag Buckeyes Care. Please join us in these efforts by visiting OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash Buckeyes Care, and always remember to pay it forward. I'm Todd Graves of Raising Cane's. We've always operated with the highest standards of food safety, cleanliness, and health. And recently, we've taken even greater measures. This is very personal to me. I know how important it is to have a trusted, safe, and clean place to feed you and your loved ones. Raising Cane's is open and here to serve you our quality chicken finger meals and drinks through our drive-thrus. Go to RaisingCane's.com for details or call your local Cane's. One love. on helmets make us happy. This is the Buckeye Show. Gotta love a good Buckeye lead. 
means you're doing a good job, and I hope we are tonight. I'm Timmy Hall. Maddie Andrews is in, and you say we open up the hotline right now. Let's go to that Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. We'll talk some more recruiting, some college football. Our guy Ari Wasserman is there. Ari, uh, have you gotten the fifth star yet? Are you still kind of hinging as a four-star guy? We want to make sure we get you that fifth star. How's it been, man? It's been a long, long time. I came out of the womb as a five-star, man. <laughs> really? That's that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of confidence. How are you supposed to improve if you started as a five star? That's what I always can't get past. Yeah. Well, if you ask most people, the five star talents are the ones that have the worst work work ethic. So, you know, I'm probably lacking in the heart and desire categories. But you know, I think I've got some natural talent. Uh, yeah, there, you're just you're just resting on your laurels. You're just going to see how far your talent yeah. takes you through in this life, uh, Ari. The uh, the Buckeyes just did something today, and we were just talking before. How do you view like how it's gone for them? Because you talk about such a strong start, and you track this stuff very closely with the the numbers and the data. Since you know all the different websites started the formulas and the ratings, it was looking like it could be one of the best classes of all time. And then out of nowhere, Alabama actually comes out and clips the Bucks, but they get a nice get today with this four star defensive tackle. Yeah, like the thing that is like interesting about recruiting rankings is that there's no correlation between quality of class and momentum or like how many prospects you pick up. And just because Alabama's class is amazing doesn't mean that Ohio State's isn't anymore. And I think that people get kind of caught up uh, in that a little bit. And, you know, with the commitment they got today, Ohio State actually moved up to number one again. But, you know, both classes are on – track to potentially sign the best recruiting class in the history of the modern day recruiting rankings, which began in the year 2000. So like from a average player ranking uh, um, standpoint from the number of five stars, like Ohio state still got a lot of uh, prospects out there in the top 20 category, top 10 players overall. And, you know, Ohio state's absolutely still in the mix to sign the best recruiting class ever. So just cause it's been a few months and they lost uh a commitment from a four-star defensive end doesn't mean that their their class isn't still in that range. Yeah, and I'm glad you pointed that out. They moved back up to number one, and it's it's one of those things. It's it's not like it could be a, a bad class from where it started if the rest of the field catches up. And keep in mind that Urban, as good as he was, I mean, making his living on the recruiting trail, did not get a number one overall recruiting class here at Ohio State in his, in his seven years. And Ryan Day might get that done in just his second. I got to ask you, though, there's some different viewpoints about what this pandemic is doing. I've, I've heard some reasonable takes where there's some positives with it, where there's, there's more time. If you don't have some of these games, it's easier to get into communication with, with a coach when maybe that you're just playing phone tag back and forth but where do you come down on that with the pandemic has has it made this thing trickier or there's some easier parts of it where, what do you say well i mean recruiting is such a complex year-round thing so like from a communication standpoint coaches now have unlimited access you know digitally and electronically to talk to the players so from what i understand talking to some recruiting coordinators and assistant coaches around the country they feel like they're getting to know the kids better because there's no blackout period from that standpoint but on the other side of the coin, the summer and the spring, when these kids come to camps and, you know, there's evaluations and, and summer camps and the ability to look at these guys in person, uh, it's a complete disaster because they haven't had the opportunity to do those things. So when you look at those types of things, then there's going to be a lot of misses in the classes this year. That's just going to happen. You know, there's no, there's no other way about it. So 
you know, Ohio State is going to take top 100 players regularly, and that's going to happen. Um, but some of those middle-tier players that are like top 250, top 500 players that don't uh, get their tape out there and don't get analyzed are going to go to other schools that didn't catch them. So, um, you know, from an evaluation standpoint, it's been very difficult. Murray Wasserman joining us from The Athletic, National Co- College Football Recruiting Writer. So, Ari, are you, are you focusing now a, a little bit more on the national scene uh, here on the Buckeye Show? Will, will there be still the Buckeye focus for you? Or j- just kind of wondering how things may have changed for you right now, professionally? Yeah, I um, have recently moved into a role uh, at The Athletic as a national writer with an emphasis on recruiting. So, um, you know, given I've spent the last 10 years of my life covering Ohio State, it's still my expertise for the moment. And, you know, I'm still on an Ohio State podcast with my colleague, Bill Landis. And, you know, my audience right now particularly is an Ohio State audience. So um, I don't think that it's going to stop in terms of focusing and writing and, and studying what Ohio State's doing. But now it's more of a national perspective where I'm writing and thinking and researching about other other schools, too. So kind of an interesting move in the pandemic and you know i guess during the time where college football is coming to a halt uh, at least uh, i can focus on something that never will stop no matter what so in that regard now a couple of weeks where we've seen the pac-12 and the big 10 will not play this fall but obviously everybody else or most of these teams certainly the power fives trying to play have you specifically seen differences in two weeks now as you talk to people and and prospects and coaches about I guess their philosophy going forward with this process? You know, I mean, it's, it's tough. I think people think that, well, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 aren't playing, so now recruits don't want to go there because they think they don't care about football. And it's just like, you know, I guess if we want to have temporary panic and act like that's a big deal, then we can. But, you know, this is a business decision for these guys. And trust me, people in Columbus, Ohio, and at Ohio State are going to love football just as much as they did two months ago in 10 months. And, you know, it's kind of a weird situation Ohio State was potentially the favorite to win the national championship this year, and now they're not playing while they get to see pictures of Alabama working out in camp. I know it's kind of a tough thing to swallow, but the number one sales pitch that Ohio State has is come play for a national championship and go to the NFL. And that's not going to change because of what's happened this year. And we also have to remember, too, that there's a lot that can still happen out there in terms of whether or not the the regular season in the fall is actually going to happen. So, you know, it's kind of a, a tough thing, and coaches in the SEC and other conferences will say, why don't you come play in a conference where it means more and all the things that, you know, you'll see on Twitter, but I'm not necessarily sure that that's the stuff that lands prospects. Right. Uh, we got Ari Wasserman with us. He's on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. You are right. It is an interesting year for uh, your your professional role to increase like this with an emphasis on recruiting. And I'm back to, back to something you said in, in one of your other answers. I... I wonder, like, your your phone has got to just fill up with with recruits' names because you're going to be in that in that life of texting guys and, you know, getting their thoughts and, you know, f- trying to figure out where they're going to go. You mentioned the outside, the, you know, top 100. Maybe we're talking about recruits who are going into their junior years, and this would be a huge year for some development. But they're going to lose, you know, some of the high school football season, maybe all of it. Have you gotten any feedback from players that are in that situation as to what do you try to do? Are we going to see some real massive shakeups in uh, the recruiting rankings because of that? Like next year, a lot of late yes. bloomers, so to speak, with the seniors. you get where I'm going at? Yes. Well, Ohio State's got a quarterback on their roster named C.J. Stroud, and if this would have happened a year ago, he wouldn't be on their team right now. 
right. C.J. Stroud uh, uh, went through the uh, recruiting process and was uh, heavy lean to Baylor um, going into his senior year, and then he went to camps and went to the opening and kind of blew up on the camp circuit. That didn't happen this, this summer. Um, you know, played some games, and then all of a sudden Ohio State wanted him, and now he's going to be their quarterback in the future potentially. So it's just like I use that as a microcosm to explain, like, what's going on here. These kids haven't had the ability to work out in front of, you know, recruiting reporters like at those 247 rival sites. Um, coaches haven't been able to break down film. There's been a lot less insight in terms of how they've grown from their junior years. And, you know, you got to remember, too, the 2022 class, the juniors right now, it's a very pivotal pivotal summer for them too and they didn't get to work out either so i do think there's going to be a lot of shake up in the recruiting rankings a year from now hoping that everything's back to normal by then and you know all the things that can happen in there but the evaluation process is the the most important thing and when you guys think about the nfl draft Mm. think about how much money they spend on the combine and scouts all over the country and film and breakdowns and personal workouts and flying you know and they're not right all the time so imagine recruiting where you're signing 25 players a year um, and you're doing it based on trying to convince them to come. And it's uh, high school students where bodies change faster and totally. skill sets change faster. It's really, really difficult. You're but, 16. you know, for Ohio yeah. State's point, Ohio State recruits top 200 players. And those are the easiest ones to analyze. The, one, the best of the best are the easiest ones. Like everybody knew Chase Young was going to be good. He didn't need to have a summer camp to evaluate Chase Young. Where it's going to be interesting is for the middle-tier Big Ten programs like the Minnesotas and the Iowas and the Michigan States that might have a chance to get the C.J. Strouds of the world that don't have a chance to blow up because Ohio State hasn't been able to evaluate them and only goes for the, the, the sure thing. So I think you're going to see a lot of really good steals for the middle-of-the-tier pack teams, and that could make college football interesting. Now, you can even take that a step forward, and now, well, they're going to be a bunch of players from Iowa, Michigan State, Northwestern, transferring to Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson, I mean, maybe that'll happen. But there's going to be a huge shakeup in the talent discrepancy department, and that's the number one department in the entire sport. Ari, that was really good, man. Uh, Best of luck to you in the new uh, position with The Athletic. We'll follow your stuff. I actually had a little thing. I'm not going to ask you about it because I read your whole uh, piece that you put out, which is a... It's a new I'm trying to get the exact title. You had like a catchy title and I'm like in the article. What like this week in recruiting. There you go. So yeah. you're talking about the South Carolina five star quarterback. So we'll inform the audience a little bit more. There's some good nuggets in there, and that's something uh, subscribers can get every week going forward. Come uh, pay us another visit sometime, man. All right, I think we're good. I think Ari just cut off, but that's the perfect timing because we're right at the end. So there he goes, Ari Wasserman of The Athletic, college football reporter, and uh, the emphasis on national recruiting right there. And uh, all of our guests join us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Maddie, are you ready to do a little bit of reminiscing? Take me back in time, Tim. What what else is there to do? Well, we can't go. Into, there's no future for us at the ex, at the exact moment. There's no football in our immediate future. Tomorrow so let's night go there back. is. Tonight there I, is. I, 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 yep, I know. I know. And hey, we will make a big deal out of that uh, on the show tonight. How high school football in the great state of Ohio is going on, and that is very awesome. And anyone who is getting ready to lace them up tonight, tomorrow night. 
go out and get them. Go out and get them, kids. And uh, for love of the game, have a great time and, and play well. Get some tape and just what we were talking about. Feel fortunate. You get some games and you can make some ta- tape and make some moves on getting one of those offers. But we're going to get in the time machine and revisit a classic Buckeye football game. The Clues, it was 2017. It involved an injury. It was really big. Back in time next year on the Buckeye Show on the fan. If you consider yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics, the fan, Ohio's sports destination. This is Katie Smith. We are facing an extraordinary challenge, prescription drug misuse among people of all ages. For over a decade, Cardinal Health, a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, has supported the Ohio State College of Pharmacy's Generation Rx, an engaging program to teach people of all ages about using medications safely. When Buckeye Nation engages around a great cause, we can do anything, and you can be part of the solution. Remember, never share your medications and always dispose of them properly. Learn more at GenerationRx.org. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. All righty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Hey, Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with smart energy choices for your home or business. Take advantage of AEP Energy's renewable energy plans to protect the environment and protect your wallet from rising energy costs. Boundless choices, boundless commitment, boundless energy. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. That's aepenergy.com slash OSU, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. While an affiliate of AEP Ohio, AEP Energy is not soliciting on behalf of and is not an agent of the utility. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands plus nectar and purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Big news. The fan is live and local in the morning. It's time for some morning juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlags. The fun starts weekdays at 6. For all 11 of you upset about losing syndicated mornings, we sincerely apologize. The fan. College radio done by professionals. This is the Buckeye Show. Yes, it is. I want to thank Ari Wasserman. That was an interesting conversation, how he's taking a little shift in his job role for a more national view on the recruiting game. So he had some good perspective there on what this pandemic has done, positives and negatives in the recruiting, uh, recruiting game at this point. I just tweeted out the part that he said about, you know, if you, you think about with different states, Maddie, real quick, some seasons being lost entirely. Who knows if we're going to see full seasons all over the country. If you were not someone that was already a freak and a superstar, and a junior year can be a – it's just natural, right, that a junior year is a big developmental year. And with those being lost, you might see a massive shakeup in recruiting rankings boards and how stars are given out. And the way he put it, say if the pandemic was last year, C.J. Stroud, probably not a Buckeye. And you're like, wow, yeah, that's wild. It's another what 
could have been, might have been, is going to be, might not have been moment. We heard from Joe Burrow regarding something similar to this. That's I true. Think back we to did. The, I think back to the college baseball season and the draft or the lack of a draft. There were five rounds. So you've got all these players that typically would have been able to be drafted and there's not a 12th round, you know? Uh, and, and then you hear you hear the Stroud story. It's 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 2020. It's 2020. That's you the know answer what? to everything, I think, right now. It's going to provide for a lot of interesting uh, journeys. Mm. And we're going to get yes. some fun stories, you know? And it's going to involve the transfer portal. I'm just telling you that now. But uh, sitting here at a big school, these are the types of stories that might benefit us in the future because you might have some guys that don't get the same looks. They might have to start at a different uh, position. Maybe you were going to be a Big Ten guy, but with a season lost and that film not out there in the evaluation periods, you might have to be a Mac guy. And that's not bad, right? But maybe by your sophomore year, people notice you and you're getting a call up to one of the bigger conferences, Big 12, Big Ten, SEC, and then you become a superstar. There's going to be more cases of those types because of this. Let's uh, reminisce about a great Buckeye game in 2017. Bodie, we, we just heard the thing about college radio done by professionals. Play the very college radio open that, that we made for this Buckeyes Back in Time segment. Yeah, that's right. We hopped in the DeLorean, get a little Huey Lewis pumping at full force, and I'm feeling good. What do you remember about late November in 2017, Maddie Andrews? I want to say you weren't on this one because you had some PK-80 to get done. That's right, Tim. I was in Oregon, Portland, for the PK-80, following travel with and called the three men's games. I think the first one started at 11.30 p.m. Maybe we took the air that night. I had to keep Stokes awake. But the the the, May, uh, the men were playing out Portland, the PK-80, and the, the football Buckeyes on that Saturday were in Ann Arbor right after Thanksgiving. Well, I don't know. You might be asking the question, well, why are you thinking about the 2017 game, if, uh, if you could pick any one? Well... Because we've looked at a lot of the the other Ohio State-Michigan games in the past on this show, and no win over that team up north, especially on the road, deserves to be buried and not looked at at a certain point in time. We get it. That was a two-loss Ohio State team. That was a frustrating season, but they kept the almighty important streak alive as we try to catch up in the all-time race against that team up north. And 31-20, the final score, after being down 14-zip, to zip, you have an injury that really happens before the game and then again during the game in the third quarter. It was so wild. I want, Bodie, you to queue up real quick before I get a highlight or two. The fire that you heard in Urban Meyer's voice in the post-game press conference because of sideline gate, cameraman gate. I don't even know if we had a, a, a name that we coined this, but... He was bumped by some cameraman, and you can hear it in Urban's voice afterwards how upset he was. Well, I'm just so upset with myself. There was a non-football injury. Too many damn people on the sideline. And a guy with a camera hit, his in and hit him in the knee. I'm going to find out who. And uh, think about that. So um, I'm so angry right now. i got to move on. But did I let, did I let that happen? 
Imagine someone on your freaking sideline and now you, you hurt your quarterback. I'll find out who that was. Front row middle, uh, Rob? Following up on that, Urban, just to clarify, did it, ha- it happen early? Like you said, it happened uh, Before early? the game. Before the game. Oh. Major college football. Major college football. It's all out investigation. Oh man! <laughs> hey, we hey. can we can laugh about it now because it's been a few years. I would never crack a smile at Urban oh. in that situation, but it almost got to the point where, when your dad is being stern with you and you're like in that eight to twelve year old range, and it takes everything in your power not to snicker. When he just resorts to just quick phrases, that's mm. like so my father, you know? Like when you are so bent out of shape about something, you're just seeing red you can't even imagine. He just resorts to saying the words, major college football. Like he has nothing else to say. It's almost like, how in the hell can we allow something like this to happen? He just, major college football, man. Major are, college football. Yeah. That's, I'm going to find out who it is. <laughs> that too. I'm going to find the guy. What are you going to do to him? I don't, I don't know. I'm going to find him. I had not worked a game in Ann Arbor until last year. I, as I said, I was at the PK-80 and 17. But last year, I got the chance to see what he means. That sideline in Ann Arbor, it, there are a lot of bad sidelines in terms of crowd and proximity and just room to move. Iowa sticks out. Purdue's bad. Uh, Indiana can be bad. There's a number of them, probably more bad than in terms of room and, and, and flexibility. But in the pregame, in the pregame specifically, at Michigan Stadium, you can't do anything. And there are bands both sides. There are cheerleaders all over the place, media everywhere, personnel. It's it's as bad as it can get, and I absolutely see why something like that happened, unfortunately, to JT. And we had the video come out on TMZ, and there was like a dude who was kind of yelling bef- after the fact. He had some video before of JT throwing. So you got an idea of the red cart that JT Barrett was describing. You could see it, but then he stopped like a normal person. He doesn't just sit there and film JT's practice throws for five straight minutes. He put the phone away and then he noticed the injury and he started rolling again. And you can see JT limping very severely off, but you don't know who bumped into him. It's not like the guy on the camera who was recording was pointing at someone. Mm. It was just such a wild situation. But getting to a quick highlight from the game, because I really, this is the Dwayne Haskins game. This one, JT goes down, Dwayne comes in and helps out his boy and keeps the gold pants flowing. He does the job here, bringing the Buckeyes back down on the road, Jim Harbaugh, 0-2 so far in the rivalry game, dying to get a win, as he still is. And Bodie, the uh, Gus Johnson here with the call of Dwayne's laser to Austin Mack late in the third. Maddie, I think it was two straight false starts from a third and one to third and 11 or third and three to third and 13, whatever it was. It was consecutive false start penalties. And then Dwayne Haskins does this. 13 at the 47. Haskins delivers. And what a catch and what a throw. Austin Mack somehow held on. But Haskins put that ball between two defenders. And Kennel is down. I mean, it was a throw 
and then a 22-yard scamper later on in that drive where you just you knew exactly what you had with this stud in Dwayne Haskins. And I cuz I got to hear one from the great Paul Keels, the one that sealed it as it was still a game all the way to the end. Both running backs were doing work in this one. JK was over 100. He scored. That was the 22-yard scamper from Dwayne that set up JK's touchdown. And in the end, it was Mike Weber running it in. Dwayne Haskins in the shotgun. He's got Weber in the backfield with him. Mike Weber gets the give. Weber moving laterally to the right side to the 20, to the 15, to the Michigan 10, to the 5, and into the end zone goes Mike Weber on a 25-yard touchdown run, throwing six more up on the board for Ohio State, who leads at 30-20. to 20. You know, I don't know ultimately where you're going to rank that one as far as, you know, wins over that team up north during the streak. But because it gave us that glimpse of Dwayne Haskins and you had that wild story with JT and his injury and Urban being so mad, I do argue that it's quite memorable. Like it didn't it wasn't that hard for me to to think up on that one when I was wondering, you know, what could we talk about today for a trip down memory lane? Two thousand seventeen. It was a you know, year you then went on to beat Wisconsin and USC, Big Ten champs, Rose Bowl champs. It didn't feel all that Cotton great, Bowl. but Cotton you did Bowl, some things. Not Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl. Sorry, man. Yeah, yep. sorry, Cotton Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Big but Ten they were champs down 14 and a Big Bowl in champ. that game. Trailed 14 nothing. Right. It was dark early. Yep, sure yeah. was. Dark times. Looked like the streak was going to snap. There were some, not some good vibes throughout the early portion of that game, and Dwayne came in and showed you exactly what he was going to be. So it, it set the stage for one of the great passing quarterbacks in school history. We're going to get you everything you need in the Big Ten and beyond with the College Football Pulse. It's next. Don't go anywhere. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Insightful, respected, drunk. One of those things properly describes Bishop and Laurinaitis. Listen and decide for yourself. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fan. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. When the power goes out, AEP Ohio is there on the job through rain, snow, heat, fixing the problem wherever we're needed. Every day, we are working to keep homes, businesses connected. AEP Ohio is testing equipment, replacing thousands of electrical poles, expanding our energy grid. And no matter what happens, we're prepared around the clock to keep the lights on. With the hard-working people AEP Ohio has on the line, the energy to serve our community is boundless. Here's to the ones who put in the work, the no-days-off, rise-and-grind warriors who live by the oath of my body is my temple. And when their temple needs to rebuild after a long workout, athletes of all types choose low-fat chocolate milk. It's delicious and contains the right mix of protein and carbs to help refuel exhausted muscles. Chocolate milk turns Motivation Monday into Flex Friday. Crush your goals with the help of a real recovery drink. Try it for yourself. Built with Chocolate Milk is brought to you by the American Dairy Association Mideast, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. 
Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front-row seat to the big game. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizzas, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen, and so big, you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. It's time for the College Football Pulse on the Buckeye Show. Sponsored by Menards. Save big money at Menards. This is the portion of the show where we get to take a look at the Big Ten and all across college football as well and keep you Buckeye fans up to speed on everything else that's going on around the world of college football. Maddie Andrews is in today, and I'd like to give the floor to our producer filling in for Triple H on the Buckeye Show, Bodie Rudy Rudiger. I'm sure he's going to have some kind of Notre Dame headline in it tonight. Bodie, the floor is yours. How's it going back there at the studio? Good, guys. How are we doing? All right. We're good. We're good, man. What do you got? All right. So I saw this one today from our guy Ari Wasserman in his uh, recruit- recruiting article that you referenced to earlier, Timmy. Four-star off- offensive guard Gino Vandemark. That's a heck of a last name there from New Jersey. Good name. Ranked just outside the top 300 as a player in the 24 sports composite. He's from, uh, like I said, New Jersey. Greg Shiano just took over at Rutgers. He's trying to keep his New Jersey talent home. New Jersey, honestly, if you really look at their recruiting year in and year out, they're pretty. Sh- they have a lot of top talent. They're not necessarily in Ohio, Texas, or California, but they got a lot of strong talent, recruiting talent that Ohio State, Penn State, Notre Dame, Michigan, a lot of those teams dive into. But Rutgers is trying to keep these guys home, like Gino Vandemark. Greg Shiano seemed certain to be keeping this kid at home when, at the last minute, he actually decided to go join Mel Tucker up in Michigan State. And this, uh, this seems like we kind of have maybe a little bit of a rivalry brewing between these two teams. God knows Rutgers could use they anything to make yeah, them feel like it. they are oh, part of the God. Big Ten. Yeah. It even had one kid, his name is Cardinal Davis, who's recruited or uh, is committed to Rutgers, come out and tweet, quote, I promise all my Rutgers fans we will never lose to Michigan State, Ooh. unquote. God bless this kid oh. for having confidence because I don't know <laughs> how anybody can feel good about Rutgers beating anybody nowadays, but what do you guys think? Is this maybe uh, Rutgers' first step as to being a, an actual Big Ten member? No! No, I don't. <laughs> like, that's horrible. Like, why? Who is Carnell Davis? Like, and why? Man, like, I get upset when Michigan football players, and I will, you do see that Michigan has been a program ranked in the top ten for much of Jim Harbaugh's tenure. And then they've dropped out of that top 10 when they get to the big games on their schedule and they don't come away with wins. But I get upset when those guys shoot off at the mouth and they are higher rated recruits. Those are guys that you you just would naturally think would have a little bit more backing them when they make a claim like that. And I don't like that. So when a Rutgers player does it, even though I don't think big things about Michigan State at the time being, Mel Tucker moves in there. Let's give Mel his shot. Let's see what kind of coach he can be. I don't want to... I don't want to shut the door on Mel Tucker before he even coaches a game with Sparty. They were very, very good when they were operating under Dino. They were really the the best adversary that Ohio State had here in Urban Meyer's heyday. So uh, that's it's tough for Rutgers. I, and I, I agree with Ari in, in what you just said, Bodie. N- New Jersey is a sneaky little recruiting state. There are some very good players 
both in uh, for college basketball and for college football. It's a hell of a basketball state. Not saying anything new there, but for football, it's been really, really dynamic. I I can see how this is frustrating for Shiano uh, Ari writing that much of the best players in the state at least have Rutgers in their top five, but they're not landing a lot of them. I don't see any kind of rivalry starting, and I see this being a really really tough job ahead for Shiano. I this I have two things on this. Are you giving them the S with Beamer gone? I mean, are they now Rutgers on this show again? I shouldn't have done that. And the other thing is, this goes in one ear and out the other. You need to worry, Rutgers, about winning your non-league games before you worry about Sparty. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have done that. I should. I, I would assume that he's taking that to juice. There's no doubt about it. If I don't even know if there's a reason to say the word Rutger on Morning Juice. It's more of a thing here for the Buckeye Show when they're you keep tabs on the that. rest of the Big Ten. Yeah, they're yeah. Be, they're beyond Rutger on that morning program. So I I don't know if they Poof, even have to David waste Copperfield. their time. They're gone. They don't have to waste their time with that. So we should keep it at Rutger. What else, Bodie? I'm, I'm certain there's a Notre Dame story coming. Why don't you just get it out of the way? All right, we'll go ahead and hit it now. Today, Notre Dame, an- <laughs> Today, Notre Dame announced that they would play USF on September oh, yeah. 19th this season. They were originally scheduled to play Western Michigan on that date prior to the MAC shutting down. Given that these two schools, now bigger picture here, not just Notre Dame and USF, because nobody probably really cares about that game outside of me. Bigger picture, this game is scheduled to be scheduled played like just over three weeks from now. Is there any That's chance yeah. that the one good positive that can come out of the pandemic is that we can stop this crap of scheduling games 8, 10, 12 years out when these two teams clearly came together like, hey, you got an opening, you, you got an opening, let's just throw this thing onto the schedule less than a month out. Is there any chance that that can start to happen moving forward or are we still going to just be stuck in our ways of like 10 years from now, get excited for Ohio State, Georgia, when God knows if Ryan Day and Kirby Smart will even still be coaching football at that point. Yeah, Bodie, I like your way of thinking. I think that there's something to that, although I'm not sure due to contracts and obviously the money in advance that we're going to, we necessarily get that a lot, but I think there could be some more flexibility. My question to the Domers, like, why aren't you still playing Navy, wherever that may be? Like, why isn't that one of the games still? Do you know? I have I'm, no I'm, idea. It yeah. seems like they just couldn't come together on it. I really have no idea why. Don't they have a you won't, you won't go yeah. there. That's why it wouldn't come together. You won't go to their stadium. Oh, that's what it is. It's not that Notre Dame won. It was that the ACC said the game. If they were if, with the ACC teams playing, the game had to be played in the ACC team's home state. And Navy obviously is not an ACC team, so therefore they're not Got in it. an ACC Got state, it. which makes no sense. But. Yeah, I mean, if the I'm game sure, can be played in Indiana, like what, in Annapolis, because it's not. I'm, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure, Rudy, when this is all done and we're past the pandemic, Notre Dame is just going to willingly walk into a game at Navy's cool stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. I'm sure that's going to be the first thing that they want to do. No, you won't, because you're the Irish. But, no, I, I to your point... I had thought of that. I've been thinking of a lot of things and <laughs> what might change with college football. No, seriously, with what, what might change with the way it works and just our old ways. And that's really interesting about the seven to ten year out with scheduling. I think we've all just laughed at that. We we make jokes about that every time we see it pop up on a news feed. Some of us, it's are we still going to be alive by then? <laughs> Some of your jokes might be, are you still going to be employed by then, doing the same show, what have you? So I, I do think that can get a little bit better going forward. 
And, I mean, if we can do a game in three weeks, you're right. It doesn't have to be eight to ten sure. years out. The schedules get changed three, four, five times anyway. I, I th- I've got to pull up Ohio State's future schedule again here at some point. But I swear I've found inconsistencies where uh, it already tells you something. Like it's not going to stay exactly how Ohio State's future schedules are mapped out because of uh, the home games. Maybe this pandemic might actually flip it back because uh, Matt Andrews, you and I, we've talked about what happens with home and away, like with the pause in the league year. That's one of the million questions that needs to get answered. Like, would we play that team up north here in Columbus, Ohio next year? Or would the lost year count as the one? And would we go back up there? Who the heck knows with all that stuff? But, uh, yeah, you got anything else, Bodie? Yeah, I got one more here for you. Les Miles, head coach at Kansas. He's certainly a uh, man of many words. Very interesting man. He he had an interesting quote the other day. He said, quote, and talking about his players in the pandemic, quote, if they opt out because of, the, because of the pandemic, then they opt into the pandemic. The last I saw it, the pandemic was worldwide, okay? So I don't know what their advantage is to turn away at this point from what would be a good cho- no good finish to a college career, an opportunity to advance their abilities, and then have a choice whether to go off to the NFL or to stay and compete. So we'd love to have them stay and compete. End quote. What in the world is this man talking about? If they opt out, then they opt into the pandemic. That just does like, I don't... God bless Les Miles, but yeah, what God in bless God's Les. name is he talking about? He he doesn't know. That's <laughs> that's what's special. That's what's special about a guy like that who can win you a national championship, but just be a, a bumbling idiot at the same time. No, I think he's he's clearly one of these guys. He's a smart dude. You cannot get you cannot get to a level like that in life by being an idiot. It's just. People are wired differently, man. Like, some bosses are willing to overlook how you are at a podium. There was... God. Now I'm now I'm trying to think of one of his better press conference moments since he took over the job at Kansas, where I'm not kidding you. He must have paused for 15 seconds. You thought our awkward pause on yesterday's show, Maddie, of three seconds felt like an eternity. It was at least 15 seconds, and he was just searching for such an elementary level word in the English dictionary to help bridge the gap in his sentence, and he couldn't do it. He just smiled, and it just tailed off. Guys like Mike Leach, Les Miles, you know, it's they're part of what makes college football fun in that way because we can joke about it. There's some personality at that level. Uh, the Mad Hatter with Les Miles. I don't think he's going to do anything crazy at Kansas, and you know me. But they opt in to the pandemic. That just I, 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 makes no I, sense. He's trying to he's trying to go with a PSA right there. If you opt out because of the pandemic, then you're opting into the pandemic. Yeah, I'm. I don't know if he was trying to say that maybe these guys are safer in our controlled environment. Who knows? But he's whatever trying to he say said that. and how he yeah. said it makes no sense. Uh, and for the record, Tim, my steak last night was spectacular. It was real and spectacular. <laughs> what cut was it? It was a fillet. Good, good, wow. strong fillet. Must be nice. It was great. Which Buckeye was quote putting on a show this week in his NFL practices? You notice how I just skirted right past the steak stuff. We're going to tell you, and we're going to discuss it next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. 
We have two important rules here at the radio station. Adhering to proper broadcasting standards and absolutely no deucing in the hallway bathroom. The Fan. I'm Todd Graves of Raising Cane's. We've always operated with the highest standards of food safety, cleanliness, and health. And recently, we've taken even greater measures. This is very personal to me. I know how important it is to have a trusted, safe, and clean place to feed you and your loved ones. Raising Cane's is open and here to serve you our quality chicken finger meals and drinks through our drive-thrus. Go to RaisingCane's.com for details or call your local Cane's. One love. Box combo, please. At Raising Cane's, we're all about quality. We mix cane sauce in our restaurants every day. And our chicken is hand-battered and cooked to order. Our Texas toast is grilled with just the right amount of butter and garlic. And our lemonade is always freshly squeezed. Love the window. And why do we do all this? Because it makes a difference. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. (laughs) Proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Come on over to Heartland and join our family. We're here to earn your business. We provide security. When life becomes uncertain, there's one thing understood. We're here for you at Heartland Bank. Where banking feels good. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of small business. We take time out to understand your company, especially the owner's dreams. And our community bankers are experts at identifying risk, allowing us to help you execute your business plan. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland, where banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You gotta come see the new Big Lots. Gotta go We're going big with a great new look in the store and lots of great deals on everything for your home. Quality brands like Broyhill Furniture, favorites like Doritos and Swiffer, even housewares and home decor, too. Big names, low prices, and big buyouts that'll blow your mind. There are always big surprises in store. So come check out the new Big Lots. Live big, save lots. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. Alrighty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Friday night, live local sports here on the fans. Start of the high school football season of the state of Ohio. The Dick Masheter Ford High School Game of the Week. Presented by Raising Canes is Gahanna at Reynoldsburg. Coverage Friday at 6.30 on the fan, Ohio's sports destination. Tailgating is a state of mind. You are listening to the Buckeye Show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Timmy Hall. We've got Maddie Andrews here tonight. And our producer, who you just heard quite a bit on the college football pulse back there, our boy Bodie, we also call him Rudy Rudiger because he's a massive Notre Dame fan. I know that's it's not a great look on this show, and we try to we'll, we try to give him a hard time for that as much as we can. Hey, but bandwagon, did, bandwagon's open this year, Timmy. We'll welcome you all in. No, I'll be good. 
You know what, though? I might cheer for them to lose every game, and that might be... <laughs> you could do that, good, too. That bandwagon's I mean, always open. You and me, you and me, like, you are also a Dallas Cowboys fan, so it's, like, really the opposite. I am a Washington football team fan. You like the boys. You're filling in here on the Buckeyes show. You like the Buckeyes, though. Obviously, you love the Buckeyes. It's just that you grew up loving Notre Dame. And I get sometimes our parents, our fathers, they bestow upon us the sports fandom. And you were, you just weren't, weren't mature enough to pick your own sports team. I get it. Like, it happens, happens to a lot. But I did want to give you the opportunity to tell me what your favorite scene in Rudy is. Because I will actually admit that it that is a fine sports film. I've loved it ever since I was a kid. I don't care about the real life Rudy story. If you take it for what it is, the movie, the cinematography, the score, the music in it, it is a good sports film. What is your favorite scene? I think if I had to pick one, I'd have to go with the dad first walking out uh, into the stands and seeing the field for the first time. You know, the this is the most beautiful thing these eyes have ever seen. I mean, I've been going to games for since I was six, so... 20-some years, just under 20-some years. And it's still just, I don't know, man, gets you goosebumps every time. I know Ohio State fans feel the same way. Just going to the shoe, you can go one time or a hundred times, and it's still just, there's there's nothing like a fall football Saturday. There really are some great actors in that Well, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of other things to do this fall in these parts, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry to what are we? No, it's fine. I mean, how are we going to have, like, can we Ugh. even have a Ned Beatty type of moment this year with anything? Mm. Like, I guess you just never know what's around the corner in your life that you might stumble into and you'll say, wow, this is the most beautiful thing these eyes have ever seen. I must tell you guys, I, I have no emotional tie to Indiana or the Hoosier State, but when the movie Hoosiers starts, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in that first scene of the movie Hoosiers He's driving into the school on that autumn day with that music. That gets me every time, too. Tim, is there a movie or something that gets you every time? Matt, I'm glad. I love that you just said that. I adore that you just said that. I am 100% with you. My dad has always said that to me uh, throughout my life about the beginning, the opening credits scene in the movie Hoosiers. Love and it. I I am mad at myself that I don't know this with a thousand percent certainty, but I believe the composer is the same for both. I think that's Jerry Goldsmith and his work in Hoosiers as well as Rudy. But I'll have wow. to fact check that after afterwards here. But no, the the music and just the remember the little knob on the steering wheel? That, G- that the 50s-style cars had because they weren't power steering. Just little subtle details like that that you notice. He's driving through Indiana farm country. You got boys, like, shooting hoops with a, you know, with a, you know, old beat-up basketball, m- not even, like, a paved court. A hoop is just attached to the side of the barn out in the middle of the country. It's absolutely beautiful. That is one of them. How about the fact that Indiana gets too much love for sports movie history now? If they got Rudy, maybe one of the best football movies, one of the best basketball movies. At least we got baseball here with Major, got Major League. Major League, right? At least we got baseball. Yeah. That's one of the best. So, turning the page back to the Buckeyes here and I was, you know, we're all keeping track of what's going on in the NFL and with camps 
and with the league in motion, ready to get this thing started. I mean, it's August 27th. We're a couple of weeks away from the National Football League. I think it's hard for a lot of us to believe right now, especially in Big Ten country, where I think it's it's going to be surreal to see the Browns and to see the Bengals go out there and play their first game with fans, without fans, whatever, just trying to get over being numb from having the college football season ripped away from you. That's going to be a, a little bit of a crazy sight. But looking at this one, you go over to uh, Baltimore, and they did, And as a lot of teams are going just to their stadiums. I saw some shots of the new Los Angeles stadium out there. I don't know what the Rams are going to do because they couldn't even, or I don't know what the Chargers are going to do, sorry, because they couldn't fill a soccer stadium. Now they're supposed to fill, uh, whenever we get back to that sort of thing, a billion-dollar stadium. We'll see how that goes. But J.K. Dobbins, my man, J.K. was, quote, putting on a show from some of the people that are watching Ravens practice day in and day out. And they had a little highlight video that they put out and J.K. was featured on two or three different levels. One of them was making a nice grab, and we know that's part of what makes him a weapon is that he can get on the outside, he can be a pass catcher for you. One of the first memories I have is him catching a wheel route in his first college football game against Indiana and taking it about 20, 25 yards up the left sideline. So that's one of his nice uh, plays and clips from this highlight, and I just I cannot wait to see J.K. Dobbins. I know I... I know if I'm going from a Browns and a Bengals perspective, you can wait. Let me put it this way. J.K. is going to be a great player for Baltimore. It's going to happen. There's no doubt. Is that not the perfect draft pick? I mean, you get that guy in there. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, obviously a threat to run. You've got Mark Ingram returning. But, but J.K. is going to fit perfectly in there. I, I think he's going to have a long, durable career uh, you know, with a with a hard nosed type of offense like they run, and and his ability to sneak out of the backfield and catch some passes, this is a guy that I think is ticketed for greatness in Baltimore. Tim, it wouldn't shock me if he's right in the conversation for AFC Rookie of the Year by the time this season's over. That's, let's, let, let's let it start first, right? <laughs> that's a nice statement. That's that's a big bold statement. Somebody said like I I had one of those the other day, and I didn't even realize it. We we're talking about Joe Burrow and. I guess, uh, yeah, it, it caught me off guard uh, that Baker Mayfield was just the guy to pass Peyton Manning for touchdown passes as a rookie when he had 27, and that's exactly what I put Joe Burrow at, and I didn't think any big thing, because that's not even two touchdown passes per game. I put him at 27 touchdowns and 15 picks. I'm, I'm mentioning a guy like that, though, and you're telling me J.K. Dobbins will be uh, potentially the rookie of the year. In the conversation. That's that's big, though. I don't know if he's going to get as much usage to go after something like that. Certainly with a guy like Joe in the running, also in his division. And not that that matters, but uh, you look at the number one overall pick, and I think Burrow has got nice offensive weapons. They won't stay healthy. The, the Bengals <laughs> do not. Have you not learned? They do not stay healthy. Well. And they don't build for, for their depth to be replaceable for their health problems. This is their problem. Well, they got, I, I actually you like some of You want to phone Biddle up? We can talk about this. I like some of their <laughs> wide receiver depth. I love Boyd, and if they bring in Higgins, if A.J. Green can last a handful of games, man, I mean, he's, 
He's going into a franchise tag year, so you would think that A.J. Green would have some something compelling him to stay healthy and stay on the football field. But who was the fourth wide receiver that they had last year that I really like? John Ross. Not John. No, I'm going to have to look him up. he can't stay on the field either. I'm going to have to look him up. But there was another guy. Auden Maybe he was Tate. the fifth guy. Auden, Auden Tate. Tate. I think it's Auden Tate. Really liked Auden Tate's game. And I thought he showed some promise, and I think he has a little bit of a future in the NFL if he keeps going. But J.K., what what strikes you with him in the offense is that the Ravens, not surprisingly, they ran it more than anybody else, but they ran it almost 100 times more than the next club in the National Football League. So that tells you maybe Lamar Jackson's overall rushes could go down and he could be as effective or a more lethal rusher yards per carry go up but Lamar doesn't have to rush it that many times because he has this little jitterbug in J.K. Dobbins that can take some of the pressure off run some of that read option it'll give Lamar a chance to when he does pick his spots maybe there's more 15 to 80 yard runs (laughs) instead of the five to seven yard runs where he has to actually take a hit or then get down but Baltimore is so good at getting into those third and manageable down and distance situations. I just think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for J.K. It's just that you got Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson there as well, and they do a lot. Well, you know that J.K. is a guy that at Ohio State, even when he was having the success he had his last year, he still, and you that chip on his shoulder he played with, and, and the battle with Weber, and, and just the ability for J.K. to never be satisfied and uh, but yeah, I think he's gonna have a great first year, and is in a to me a dream situation with a great organization in Baltimore. If you got a dirty car out there, maybe you didn't know, but the Buckeye Show is sponsored by Moo Moo Express Car Wash, home of the Unlimited Wash Club, right here on the Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Coming up, Buckeye football has a streak going on that we think is so impressive it's difficult to comprehend. We'll tell you about it next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Love crew soccer? Us too. Let's get married and catch every game together. Proud to be your local home for the black and gold. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Hi, this is Anthony Schlegel, and if you are a Buckeye fan, foodie, or football connoisseur, then listen up to see how you can win an awesome Ohio State grilling set courtesy of the Ohio Beef Council. We want you to head over to Facebook.com slash Buckeyes to take our Buckeye personality quiz and see how bright your Buckeye fandom shines. The contest is live now, so get to Facebook, complete the quiz, and you could be a winner. Visit OhioBeef.org to prep your playbook with the best recipes. Buckeyes Taste Your Traditions, presented by the Ohio Beef Council. If the colors scarlet and gray made a sound, that sound would be this. This is the Buckeye Show. Welcome back. So good to have you guys with us tonight. I'm Timmy Hall. We got Maddie Andrews here as well. Just cruising along on a little Thursday. As we determined before, because it's late is night. Oh, what a night. That's right. (laughs) Bars aren't a big thing at this point in time with COVID and all that deal, but... 
When COVID's gone, oh, no cover charge. That's a great time to be alive. So uh, diving back in uh, to the Buckeyes here, I saw this graphic earlier in the week sent straight out from Ohio State's football account, at Ohio State FB on Twitter. And it says, just a friendly reminder, with the hashtag developed here, hashtag BIA, best in America, and hashtag go Buckeyes. And we know kind of how well we've been doing with draft picks. It's not, it's not just that. With first-round draft picks as well, we've had some fun trying to decide what you are we, you know? Are we DBU, linebacker you? Running back you, wide receiver you, maybe quarterback you here soon once Justin Fields goes on. S- sad to think about Justin Fields going out, going on without playing some more here at Ohio State. But either way, this says since 2013, every starting cornerback at Ohio State has been drafted. Every, and you tell me, what's the more impressive one? I think that uh, four of the last five drafts, Ohio State has had the highest-picked defensive player overall, or something like this, which isn't just a first-round thing. But when you think about seven years' time, everyone that started at the cornerback position for you has wound up drafted. If that ain't some recruiting material, Mattier, I don't know what is. Well... That it's as simple as Kerry Combs walking into your house, getting to know your family, and letting the, the the proper people know that if you come to Ohio State, it's proof you're gonna get drafted. And by the way, we've got two of the best defensive backs to to, to even go this decade were the first picked. So yeah, it's it's an amazing recruiting tool, and there's no doubt where DBU resides. And and the, these little these little subtle graphics, man, just kind of makes your heart race. And then you realize, oh, well, we're gonna have to wait until January. But but at the same time, that's gonna continue along. I mean, look look what we got with Sean Wade. He's next, and on and on and on. But that is an amazing. That is a that's a that's as good as it gets in a recruiting tool. There, you go back to Bradley Roby, right? All the way back to Roby, the one that kicks off this great run, and. I, just for for a second, when I you know, pulled him up today, I just had this feeling that Bradley Roby's been in the league for ten years. Don't you get that? Like he's been gone a long time. He was drafted in 2014. That yeah. kind of threw I, me. I, I felt like he was drafted. He skipped the Orange Bowl. Yeah, he did. I felt like he was a couple years before that, but no, like it just it felt like he was part of that first urban undefeated team and then he was gone. Like part of that 2012 team and then he was out of here. But he was in the 2014 draft and uh, he's only 28 years old. He feels mm. like he's a 30, 31 year veteran. He's been around uh, the league for quite some time, starting with the Denver Broncos and now with the Houston Texans. But he was a first round pick, so he. He meets the criteria of being drafted and being a first-round selection. He was 31st overall. Then you check out 2015, fourth-round selection, 121 overall, Duran Grant to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was taken. Then you go to 2016, and it was that unbelievable top 20, the top 20 Buckeyes right there, where they had five in the first 20 selections, Eli Apple. 10th overall pick, 
Another starting corner right there. Then another starting guy that was a starter, started the next year, Marshawn Lattimore, 11th pick in 2017. The other starter, Garyon Conley, 24th overall pick. Same draft. It's just, it's just crazy town at that point. Number four pick overall in 2018, starting cornerback, Denzel Ward. Then you, no, you don't really, you kind of hit the pause button in 2019. Did, did, how many games did Kendall Sheffield start here? He was more of a slot corner. I guess he did start, and he was a fourth, he was a fourth round pick in 2019 to the Atlanta Falcons. And then 2020, Jeff Okuda, Damon Arnett, both your starting cornerbacks. It's just, that's all of them. That's every single starting cornerback here at Ohio State going back to 2013. They all go to the league. They all get drafted. I mean, you talk about Kerry Combs sort of starting that, and then he gets to walk right back into it, and it's like nothing changed. I mean, man, imagine being able to go off to the NFL, and then you get to come back to this machine, get an increase in pay and an increase in job role, what a what a beautiful thing for Kerry Combs. He helped set it up. He set it up so well that it worked beautifully in his absence, and he comes back in, and he can just pick up and run. And how about the the quote? We didn't get to it, but one of the one of the recruiting articles I was perusing earlier in the day, and uh, it was quotes from the kid. And I think we've seen it before, where Kerry Combs will tell the guys that he's recruiting now that he will not give out offers if he doesn't have a vision of you being a first round draft pick. And I wonder, like, maybe, maybe there's a tiny bit of fibbing, but you better believe he thinks you can be drafted. Because all of them are drafted. Every single one of them that becomes a starter is drafted. I I really believe he thinks that. I mean, and again, without having a great in-depth conversation with him, I, you know, they 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 are so well developed once they're here and I believe that probably his feeling is we've got the talent we know you've got the talent we're going to get you here we're going to make you the best you can be and we hear these stories from Kerry and all these coaches the assistant coaches about how this was our vision this was what we talked about this is what we're living we heard that a lot from Okuda and it's just and it goes back to the incredible dynamic and culture in which they have they have um, they've, they've cultivated here with these kids and uh, it that that now that is to me as re- probably more remarkable that every cornerback has been selected since thirteen than the run of the last four years five years that Ohio State's had of of the number one top defensive pick that, that's remarkable. And you know, for a guy like Carey to come out swinging at the beginning when you're telling kids on the trail that I mean we we understand we understand the level of recruit you know and talking to Ari today. Ohio State's not as affected by things as some other schools when we get into a pandemic and things like this because they're already operating at such a high level that it's just you just have you have to make sure that you keep working hard and that you stick to what you've been successful at and you you keep it up basically. And I'm not saying that there's never a drop off, right? Those guys work very hard. They get paid a lot of money. They know what they're doing. They have a great brand. They have a great reputation. If they just keep it up, do their jobs, always work really, really hard, they should be able to you know, help each other. 
you know, from, from the, the kids on the trail that that select Ohio State, they'll come here. They were already likely really good high school football players. They'll mesh with the coaches. They'll work hard for them. The coaches will do the same, and it'll just be a an ongoing cycle, right? Now, the, the trick will be to really have this be an ongoing cycle and never let the guard down. It's almost, it's almost just cra- it's insane how Ohio State's operating right now, but give them their credit, and I'm certainly not calling for the one uh, down year anytime soon, whether on the football field or in recruiting, because I'm not going to do that until I see it, because they've been doing it for so long, but I think Kerry Combs saying something like that, he's instilling confidence in the player, and I think he's also to himself and the rest of his coaches, he's sort of giving, you know, I'm, I'm putting a challenge on myself, you know, if I'm in Kerry Combs' shoes. By saying that to a kid that, oh, I'm not giving you an offer unless I, uh, unless I think you're a first-round draft pick sometime in the future. That way you know exactly what you're supposed to do, what your job is, and how you carve out this prospect once you get him into your program. Gives you something to work for with every Tim, single young man. Excuse, sorry to interrupt there, but yeah, you're, you're right. And this has to be one of the things, and we, we heard from him a few months ago about how he was climbing walls during all this. But you know a guy like that is, is just, and getting back here, can't wait to again put his stamp back on this thing to, to where he knows that this group that he's got now, there's going to be somebody beyond beyond a Sean Wade and, and, and find the next one. And, and they're here and develop, and it's just got to be driving these Coach is crazy not being able to get to get to the point where they're able to to do. I guess their full feel you. their full want right now, especially a guy like him. I mean, yes, just, you know his personality. It's what he wants to be doing. We round up the day for Ohio State on social media before we go. Hashtag Buckeyes is coming up next. It's the Buckeye Show on the Fan. Celebrating 25 years of great radio. Great radio? I can't read that with a straight face. They don't pay me enough. <clears throat> the Fan, Ohio sports destination. This is Urban Meyer. We are facing an extraordinary challenge. Prescription drug misuse among people of all ages. For over a decade, Cardinal Health, a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, has supported the Ohio State College of Pharmacy's Generation RX, an engaging program to teach people of all ages about using medication safely. When Buckeye Nation engages around a great cause, we can do anything, and you can be part of the solution. Remember, never share your medications and always dispose of them properly. Learn more at generationrx.org. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. Ohio State Athletics, in partnership with American Electric Power, Donato's, Kroger, The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, and WBNS 10 TV, strives to inspire the community to make a positive impact on children and families in the great state of Ohio through our Buckeyes Care initiative. Show and share your support in the community by using the hashtag Buckeyes Care. Please join us in these efforts by visiting OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash Buckeyes Care, and always remember to pay it forward. When your furnace or air conditioner stops working, you can always rely on Atlas Butler to get it up and running the same day. So why not depend on Atlas Butler for all your plumbing needs? 
Our expert plumbers can take care of anything from a clogged drain to a broken water heater. We work on all brands of water heaters and plumbing equipment. One call does it all. Blue Jackets, Crew, the NFL. If live games are cool, consider us Miles Davis. And if movie references from 25 years ago are cool, Anthony Rothman is your idol. Your radio home for all the games and eye-rolling promos. The fan. Social media can be a cesspool. Allow us to navigate the waters. Hashtag Buckeyes. Yeah, time to do that nightly social media roundup. I saw this one from our old friend... Lori Schmidt you can follow the hat on Twitter at Lori Schmidt. And she said uh, she pinned this article from Buckeyes Wire and said they learned Mars has been approached by several Big Ten football parents and parent groups to provide guidance, support, and leverage. And uh, Matt, you were with me on the night where we were talking about Justin Fields' attorney, who is uh, a renowned uh, attorney that specializes in collegiate athletics and the laws and the rules in college sports tom mars who's based out of atlanta so uh, that's who we're talking about right there so that's the attorney that apparently is going to help continue to guide some of these parent groups as they continue to fight to get some answers from the big 10 conference and kevin warren well i wonder if this is going to be something that takes place there in lincoln nebraska as this goes uh, in front of the judge, do you know if this, if he's involved in this, Tim, or not? I don't. I okay. don't know at this time. Let me let me tell you, like the top of the article, it says Ohio State and other Big Ten football parents are looking for answers, and they've turned to the prominent trusted force, okay, in attorney and collegiate player advocate Tom Mars. It's the name familiar to Buckeye fans, as I said, represented Justin Fields and. Uh, helped to get him his waiver, which people would say that was a relatively easy waiver when you read into what Justin Fields' situation was at Georgia as he was transferring from Ohio State. But uh, it says Buckeye's wire has learned Mars has been approached by several parents to provide guidance, support, and leverage to help move the cause of transparency. Those specific parents or parent groups were not confirmed by Mars because of client confidentiality. Mars said he's being leaned on heavily through a process that hopes to push the Big Ten into more cooperation and communication surrounding the league's decision to postpone the fall football season. Mars said it started with a core group of parents I agreed to help. It sort of expanded without my help to a larger group of people who probably see me as their lawyer, some of whom I've never even spoke with. So this is a, this is a good guy to have on their side. Let's just say that. Like that, that cannot hurt having Tom Mars with his experience and everything that he knows. Uh, that's somebody that's going to make sure that you're dotting all the T's and dotting the T's? Boy. Cross, Must be we, late. We like to dot the I's and cross the T's. <laughs> yeah, whatever. One of those things, you, however you write your letters, I don't really give a crap this late in the show. I saw, uh, I like this one uh, from the Big Ten Network. It's at Ohio State on BTN, so it's the Buckeye version. It is a, if you just want to see some pure speed, check that one out. It just says the man could fly, and here's some proof of former Ohio State football star Joey Galloway's wheels, and it was their version of a throwback Thursday, and it's him just... Just taking a five-yard, uh, a five-yard route. He's actually like brought down in the backfield, but they can't get him, and he just runs 60, 70 yards. All right, they snap the ball at the fifty-yard line. 
it's a handoff, really. And he goes about seven, eight yards into the backfield, and then he just runs through virtually every single defensive football player out there. And I can't even tell if this is Wisconsin. When I see footage from the 90s, I feel like it's from the 70s with the 4K, high def, you know, 1080p, 1080i TV viewing we have. Anything, like even when we go back to, we go back to Eddie George era, which is about this era. It's seriously, it, it may as well be black and white film to me. It's that grainy. Galloway was, I think, 91 to 94 and part of that 93 Big Ten uh, co-championship team coached by John Cooper. And he played with uh, Herbie quite a bit uh, back in those days as well, obviously. Also, I will point you to one on uh, Zach Carpenter's Twitter account from 11 Warriors, at Zach underscore Carp, if you want a nice little screen grab of Ohio State's 19-man 2021 recruiting class, which now, again, is ahead of Alabama for the nation's number one class. So check that out, of course, with uh, Tyleek Williams jumping into the fray. Four-star defensive tackle out of Northern Virginia. The latest boom, the latest commit for the 2021 class that happened today, right here on August 27th. So, Maddie, good stuff, man. Have a good night. Enjoy it. Enjoy your Cincy Reds. Is uh, Castiano still hitting bombs? Actually, I think he did hit one tonight, I think. There you go. I'm watching some high school ball right now, but thanks, Tim. Enjoyed it. Have a good night. we got high school football coming up tomorrow that you'll be a part of. Uh, Rudy, thanks for producing. Coming up next on The Fan, a little thing called You'll See. Mornings have never sounded better. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel host Morning Juice. Weekdays starting at 6. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Come on over to Heartland and join our family. We're here to earn your business. We provide security. When life becomes uncertain, there's one thing understood. We're here for you at Heartland Bank, where banking feels good. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of small business. We take time out to understand your company, especially the owner's dreams. And our community bankers are experts at identifying risk, allowing us to help you execute your business plan. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland. Rare banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When you're not feeling well and want treatment as quickly as possible, you know to visit Ohio State for safe and convenient options. See a doctor or nurse on demand by calling Telehealth Immediate Care. For non-life-threatening illness or injury, call 614-293-3200. And our team will coordinate your visit over video or phone. This same-day care is available without ever leaving home for many conditions you might otherwise walk in for. Get our care at your place today. Hey, Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with smart energy choices for your home or business. Take advantage of AEP Energy's renewable energy plans to protect the environment and protect your wallet from rising energy costs. Boundless choices, boundless commitment, boundless energy. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. That's aepenergy.com slash OSU, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. While an affiliate of AEP Ohio, AEP Energy is not soliciting on behalf of and is not an agent of the Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus.